Hey, it's the Productized Podcast. I'm Brian Castle. I've got a solo episode for you today, and I don't do these very often, but I wanted to share this one with you because it's a brand new workshop that I just created and and I did right at the end of 2020. And it's called, What Does Productize Really Mean in 2021? You know, I've been writing and talking and teaching about the concept of productized services since I think I started around 2013. Of course, I've been self-employed for more than that time, but the idea of of productized services really started resonating with me around 2013. and, And I launched the productized course and community in 2014, and it's gone through several versions since then. And it, and it continues to be a very uh, popular concept, uh, especially with consultants, freelancers, agencies, client services. But my, my experience with productized services has changed a lot. I think the concept has evolved a lot in, in the last uh, couple of years. And so in 2020 and here in 2021, I have uh, new ways of thinking about it and talking about it. And so that's why I wanted to put together this this little mini uh, workshop. And, you know, I have some new insights around what productizing actually means. So that's what this is all about. I hope you, uh, I hope you find it helpful. I'm going to go over three key ideas. So without further ado, here is the workshop on what productizing really means in 2021. And we'll be back next week with more episodes. I promise it won't just be me solo on the mic. <laughs> but I hope you enjoy this one. Thanks for listening. Hello there. Thanks for joining me today on this workshop that I'm calling what quote unquote productizing really means. I've got three brand new ideas to help you scale your client services business this year into next year and beyond. My name is Brian Castle. And uh, if you've been following my stuff over the years, you know that I've been talking about and thinking and actually implementing the productized service model for many years now, you know, dating back to 2013, 2014. And my experience has changed a lot over, over that time. The productized service model has evolved and, and matured a lot since those early years. And you know, a lot of people have started to really just throw around this term, productized services, and it could mean a lot of different things to many different people. And so today I wanted to you know, talk a little bit about what I think the term productizing really means to me and how my thoughts have actually changed on it in, in recent years. So I think that you'll get these, uh, these three new ideas I think you'll get something uh, out of it, you know, no matter which phase of, of your journey you're at. So let's dive right into it. Now, what are you working to achieve? Don't worry, I'm not going to be that motivational speaker guy here or anything like that. But I do like to think about business strategy with the end goal in mind, right? So maybe you just want a bigger business, right? You, you're chugging along, but you would love to double or 5x or 10x your business. And that could mean you know, you're going for more revenue or just more clients, or you want to grow your team. Or maybe you just want a calmer business, right? You're firing on all cylinders, but you want to unwind this ball of stress, right? So you want less anxiety for you, for, for your team, for your clients. You want better quality clients. You want better working relationships with your teammates. Or maybe you just want more freedom. So you've got a pretty good business going, but it's just too dependent on you. You're delivering work to clients that only you personally create, right? So maybe you've even hired a team, but they can't get through an entire work day of work without 
requiring your personal direction and input. Believe me, I've, I've been there on, on all three of these fronts. So, you know, in all of my speaking and writing and teaching over the years, I've been helping freelancers, consultants, agencies achieve these, these three goals of growing their business, making a calmer business, and achieving more freedom and value. And usually I talk about those things in the context of quote unquote productizing your service and also around like building great processes. But really the core of what I'm trying to share with you boils down to a very different word that also starts with P. That's predictability. When you achieve predictability, you have your pathway paved for you. So what if you could make sales and marketing processes so predictable that you know exactly how to double or triple your leads without hoping for and relying on word of mouth referrals? I'm going to show you a key idea today for making your sales process more predictable. And what if your service operates so predictably that you could onboard five times as many new clients each month without sacrificing quality or burning out you and your team? Today, I'm going to show you how making a new client onboarding process more predictable can make a massive impact on your business, probably a lot more than you might think. And what if your team could carry out your processes so predictably that you never even need to like double check that things are falling through the cracks? I'll show you the key to making your teams work more predictable and truly remove yourself from the day-to-day. Just a minute to tell you about Productize. If you're sick of the client services treadmill, well, there's a better way, a productized service. That's why I built Productize. It's a private community and training program for people like you and me. We're operating a client services business and we're scaling it up using the productized service model. Join our private Slack, our private forum, and get matched into your own small mastermind group with other members. Give and get honest, constructive feedback to grow your productized service business this year. Plus, get access to my productized course, which gives you everything that you need to start, grow, and systematically build your productized service business. The best part about becoming a member? No ongoing subscription. Purchase once and you get lifetime access to everything. Go to productizecommunity.com for all the details. And right now you can get 10% off by using this special URL, productizecommunity.com slash podcast. As you may know, I'm Brian Castle. Twitter is probably the best place to connect with me. You know, most of the time I'm a cast jam over there. Now I've been, as I said, I've been teaching freelancers and agencies how to productize their services going back to 2013. But to be honest, I'm not one of those like quote unquote gurus who just talks about things for a living or teaches courses for a living, really. I spend my time actually creating businesses and then taking the things that I learn from both in my experience and in talking to many other uh, friends and business owners and then sharing and teaching what I've learned along the way. So I'm the founder of Audience Ops. This is actually the second time I've, I've used the productized service business model. The first time was a business called Restaurant Engine, which I sold back in 2015. But Audience Ops, I'm still running uh, today, and it's, it's running on all, all cylinders. It's a productized blog content and case studies service. So we've got a really fantastic team in place that runs this business day-to-day with very, very minimal involvement from me. I'm also the founder of Process Kit, which is a software tool that automates your processes and repeatable tasks, and it's really made for client services companies. 
this is where I'm currently spending the bulk of my time today. And over on Productize and Scale, that's where I continue to publish content about productized services. I've been you know, building up this library of content over there since 2013. That's where you can find all of my free guides and podcasts. We also have my course Productize and the private community of folks who are scaling their client services. That's over at productizeandscale.com. Okay, now let's dive in here. Let's start by talking about your sales and marketing. Again, the goal here is to make it so predictable that you know exactly how to double or triple your sales next quarter without just hoping for more word of mouth referrals. Because those are great, but you know there will always be like that baseline of, of referral business. You want to have a predictable way to grow that, right? That begins by creating what I like to think of as a yes or no value proposition. In other words, make it so easy to buy your service that it's as simple as a yes or no question. So there's a, this common misconception about productized services that I really want to clear up here. I'm not saying that a productized service business must be sold with a simple buy now button and that you would never do a sales call or consultation or send follow-up messages or any of that. All of that is what I mean is a productized service can be sold in many different ways, and it does often involve some sales calls and follow-up. But what I'm really saying here is that you want your value proposition to be so tight that every new lead, they simply need to ask themselves these questions. Am I the type of customer that this business is here to serve? Do they really understand my problem, which implies that they have the solution? And is that problem valuable enough for me to justify the price tag? So your job as the business owner, the designer of your productized service business, is to solve for those three questions. You know, am I the type of, of customer that this business is here to serve? You know, again, like this is a question that your customer is going to be asking themselves. Asking themselves. Well, you can position your business to serve one ideal customer. They're going to ask themselves, do, does this business understand my problem as well as I do? Well, you can choose a problem where you have some insider knowledge and some experience. And of course, they're going to ask themselves, is solving my problem so valuable that it justifies the price point? And so that's, that's where it becomes your job to form the best possible all-in solution and simplify the pricing and the scope. So the results of, of moving in that direction is, number one, you can have a more predictable sales conversation, which means that's easier to streamline, easier to automate, and even easier to delegate to a sales team. And it also gives you the ability to actually do marketing. You know, you're not relying on just random word of mouth referrals anymore. You know the ideal type of customer who is most likely to say yes, and that means that you can start to optimize and start to do the types of activities that would get you in front of more of those types of customers who have that higher likelihood of saying yes to your yes or no value proposition. All right, next, let's talk about your new client onboarding process. Now, I'm, I'll be honest, this is an area of, of business operations that I am just obsessed with because I have seen firsthand the incredible impact that it can have when it is really dialed in. So in my business, Audience Ops, when we made the improvements that I'm about to show you, we saw our customer lifetime value more than double, and it kicked off a whole new wave of growth for the business. So there are three keys to a better new client onboarding process. One is to have a single client intake form. 
that's where you can gather all the pieces of information that you'll need in order to move things along smoothly with every new client. I tend to call it a getting started form. You can call it whatever you want. And we show it right on the next page that a client sees after they've purchased and signed up for our service. So you could use any form builder tool on your website. You could even use Process Kit to handle your, uh, your new client intake forms. Now, what, what you include in your form really depends on what you need to get from your client, whether it's asking for access to their website or asking for assets or information or anything else. And that brings me to my next tip, and that is to solve for the common client issues before they even happen, right? Because over time, you'll learn and observe what types of things tend to go wrong in the course of your client engagements. You know, sometimes things get so rocky that it results in a client canceling or not renewing their service with you. And believe me, I know, I mean, that can sting, but it's also an opportunity because you want to design your new client onboarding process to solve for these issues or at least prevent them before they even become issues. So here's a few real world examples that, that we've done in our new client onboarding process over at Audience Ops. First, we realized that you know, one of the things that we realized was that we were sort of like rushing to get the first content delivered to clients. So we built in an extra week into our standard onboarding schedule. Second, we realized that clients actually want to give more of their own input when it comes to providing our writing team with insights to write their content. So we actually added in a second research interview call into our onboarding process. And third, we were having a hard time managing client feedback. So we added more setting expectations for how clients can be successful with us. And that brings me to the third tip here. And that is to communicate weekly progress updates. Now, this one might seem a little bit unnatural, but I highly, highly recommend it. Here's why. Step into your client's shoes for a minute. They just paid you a whole bunch of money, but it's still early for them to see any tangible results. So they're in this like state of risk and uncertainty, right? You can ease that by going above and beyond with your communication during this very critical phase of, of their new client engagement. My first recommendation is to implement a standard email that you send to your client every Friday during their onboarding period. This email can follow a very simple template and it should include, you know, here are the things that we've made progress on this week. These are the things that we'll be tackling next week. And these are the items that we need from you, if there are any. Like I said, you should be sending this email every Friday, even if you don't have that much new to report or anything to ask from your client, it's still good to send the email just so that they get into a rhythm of hearing from you every Friday. You might even consider adding a low friction client portal where your client can see simple progress updates, but that's sort of an optional, like an optional piece. By the way, Process Kit offers a way to actually send template emails as part of your process. So that makes it a, a really you know, easy way to keep clients updated as you're getting them on board and you're running your client onboarding process. And we also offer a simple client-facing portal as well. So here are some of the results that you can expect when you, you know, implement these changes to your new client onboarding. Clients feel more reassured and calm, meaning they're much more likely to refer other clients. And client lifetime value increases. That means they stick around for a longer period of time and that reduces your churn rate. And you have, as, as the business owner, you have more confidence to step on the gas, right? You can invest in sales and marketing 
without worrying about whether your team can actually handle the incoming load. They can because you have your new client onboarding all dialed in. All right, lastly, let's talk about your team's operation. How can you make it so that your team operates so predictably that you don't need to be pulled into the weeds on every little thing? This is where your processes come into play. But I'm not just talking about documenting SOPs, you know, standard operating procedures. Although, sure, that's part of it. What I'm really talking about is how to approach building processes in a way that your team can actually use. Now, a little reality check, no service business is ever so predictable that every single client project will follow the same standard steps and go perfectly smoothly every single time. It doesn't matter how productized your business is. When you're in client services, there's always variation. So let me clarify. Here are three ways to rethink your approach to creating processes in your business and move toward what I like to think of as a smart process. First is to remove task management. Does that mean remove tasks or to-do lists from your team's work? Of course not. Task lists are the lifeblood of your projects, and that won't change. But way too, many, way, way too much energy and resources are wasted on the work of managing tasks. So I'm talking about all of those questions that you hear all the time, like, what should I do next? How do I do this? What if this or that happens as a result? What if something is late? What if something is missing? Just the act of asking these questions and then the work that's involved in figuring out the answers to them, all that really eats away at your team's time, your time, and the time that your clients are waiting for results. More importantly, they add you know, what I like to think of as mental overhead, all this extra processing power that your team just shouldn't need to have to expend their energy on. So where your team should be spending that that mental energy are on the tasks themselves, using their talent, their skill, their smarts to create their best work possible. So if you can remove some or all of the burden of the management of those tasks, then you open up lots of space for your team to do what they do best and perform at a much higher level. Okay, but how, how do you actually set this up? Well, that's where conditional logic comes into play. This is what I mean when I talk about smart processes. Conditional logic means if this, then that, right? Your processes can and they should account for all these if this, then that scenarios. You probably have a lot of those decision trees in your business. So rather than your team consistent, you know, constantly having to stop at every fork in the road and then ask you, you know, what should I do next? Your smart processes should handle that logic for them. You can design your conditional logic around many aspects of your service. So some examples could be you can use attributes on your, of, of your clients. So maybe like which plan did they purchase from you or which region are they from or which CMS powers their website, whatever it may be in your service. That information can determine which parts of your processes may apply in which situation. Or you can do the same for the projects themselves. So as your team is moving along, they can input data and then the subsequent tasks adjust accordingly. You can use dynamically calculated due dates that are relative to one another. So for example, start the next task three days after the previous task was completed. Or if the first task was delayed, automatically push back the timeline of future tasks. Now you could document all these different scenarios in your static 
SOP documents, those standard operating procedures, but that can be really hard to follow. And again, it just adds a lot of mental overhead for your team. So that's why we, we ended up building Process Kit to automate all of that conditional logic in your process. So let's talk about results. When you, when you move to this smart processes approach, your business becomes a lot less reliant on you, meaning you as the business owner can focus on growth and other projects. Your team is a lot happier. That means that they're doing their best work consistently and teammates stick with you a lot longer. Of course, your business can deliver much more consistent results. That means consistently happy clients and it fuels more marketing, more word of mouth and growth. So that's all I got for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, I'm Brian Castle and the best place to connect with me would be over on Twitter. I'm at CastJam or you can reply to any of my emails that you receive from me. If you found this sort of stuff helpful, then you are probably a lot like our customers over at ProcessKit, who use ProcessKit to power their team's processes for their client service. You can learn more about that. Check it out over at processkit.com. Finally, of course, if this stuff resonated with you, then you can find more guides, my podcast, and our private community, and the Productize course over at productizeandscale.com. Thanks for watching. Thank you.